Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Can you hear me on the phone? I've got you coming out of every orifice. (laughs) I'm really not. You're breaking off quite badly. Hello and welcome to The Lock-In, where I finally get to talk to people I want to hear from in a place I want to be, the pub. For some reason, this bloody thing has started playing back some rubbish. Oh, right. Where were we? I forgot. I have too. We're locked in today with one of the cleverest men in the world, Amartya Sen. He was born in Bengal in 1933, which means he's now in his 88th year. He's won the Nobel Prize for Economics, been Master of Trinity College, Cambridge, and divides his time now between Cambridge, England and Cambridge, Massachusetts. Professor Sen, isn't it about time you retired? (laughs) When one retires depends on to what extent one is able to function and whether the people for whom you're functioning, in my case students, would want you to continue to function or not. Since I they want you to, do they? Yes, I've several times suggested I ought to retire and I've been met with strong protest. So I take it they do. <laughs> Would you like to be able to retire? Not particularly. No, I enjoy teaching. And uh, I've been teaching since the age of 22. And I'm 87 now. So it's quite a long span. And uh, I don't particularly feel any urge to retire. But if I thought that the students wanted me to retire, I would have done that. But that doesn't seem to be the case. You know, you have this fearsome reputation as the cleverest man in the world. Oh, no. How does that feel to you? I don't, uh, I don't believe, and that's a joke, and that's a, that's something people like saying to check what your reaction to an outrageous statement might be. Uh, And I don't think I take that kind of a statement at all seriously. But uh, when people say it, it's meant to be a polite statement. To that, the answer is to to say thank you very much. 
Do you feel sorry for those people who aren't intelligent? Well, there you are raising a fairly serious question because yes. we somehow assume that uh, even though uh, various types of um, uh, good luck are treated as something that uh, you shouldn't um, expecting reward from, somehow it's thought that being intelligent is not one of them. Uh, I think that's a mistake because it's also, uh, I'm not saying I am intelligent, but I'm saying that those who are intelligent are lucky for that reason. And uh, that you can't take away the jollity and the, and the good life that they come from being intelligent, but that's not a reason for being rewarded for having been intelligent or, or being intelligent with good luck in being born properly. Do you get bored? Do I get ever bored generally? I, I'm, I certainly do. And, and uh, no, it's, uh, I think everyone does get bored from time to time. And the question is whether one has reason to be bored when one is bored. And if there is a reason, there's nothing wrong in being bored. On the other hand, if you find that something really exciting going on, some Mozart playing or some uh, Shakespeare sonnet being recited and you feel bored, I think you might have a reason to wonder whether there is something going wrong. My mother used to say, only boring people are bored. Do you think that's true? No, I don't think that's true. There are a lot of very exciting people who got bored very easily. Uh, I would imagine that Button Russell got bored quite easily. So did John Bernard Shaw. But I imagine they, he got very bored when people asked him what the meaning of life was. Yeah, if he were persisted in asking a question to which an appropriate answer may or may not exist, I think there could be ground for boredom there. On the other hand, I'm not sure that people go around asking each other that question too often. Now, your field is economics. What do you think when you hear people describe it as the dismal science? Well, it is a dismal science. It is talks about misery and, and, and hunger and, and um, uh, many different ways in which your life can go wrong and could be awful. And, we have to study them. And dismality is a subject matter of this science selection. It is this science. Welfare economics is your field. Can you explain in a nutshell what that is? Yeah, but let me first say, when you say it's my field, <laughs> I, I'm not specialized only in, 
in one thing and nothing. Oh, I'm not right. trying to tie you down. And that's the economics. You're right, it's been emphasized, I guess they particularly emphasized since the Nobel Prize was cited for being given for welfare economics. But um, I'm happy to talk about what welfare economics is about. But I should mention that uh, it's only a fraction of my work is connected with that. It is about not what would happen if you did this or did that, uh, but whether something will, should be a good thing happening to the people or a bad thing happening to the people. How do you judge them? To what extent, for example, being rich is itself a reward? And you may have a difficult question, uh, given the choice of being uh, very rich and having a defective kidney uh, or, or not being very rich, but having a proper kidney and properly functioning body. So there are issues to address in discussing how the welfare of the people are to be um, evaluated. How do you discern what happiness is? How do I discern what? What happiness is. Well, I don't use that much uh, any uh, reasoning where the exact content of happiness is um, extremely important to ascertain precisely. Happiness is uh, presumably uh, an internally uh, uh, aimed approach about how do you feel your life is going and to what extent you have a reason to be, and I use the word here again, reason to be happy that it is going that way. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting question. There what many gets other... you up in the morning? Pardon? What gets you up in the morning? Usually the alarm of my clock. <laughs> 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 now, do you leap out of bed thinking you're going to discover something exciting today or no. what is it that, that, that makes you go on from day to day? I have no particular reason not to go on. <laughs> I mean, as long as, I mean, I think I enjoy living and being alive is a commitment to do something or other, <laughs> I presume. Do you feel wiser now you're older? Wisdom is supposed to come to age. Well, uh, you know, uh, we all go through difficult times. I had cancer when I was 18. I had quite a hard radiational treatment. Uh, I had cancer fairly recently, and I hope I've also recovered from that with, again, radiational treatment. I didn't enjoy the radiation, but I did enjoy the state of being killed off it and being able to lead a normal life. And I'm not sure that I can say that it was better when I was younger and it's, it's worse or a lot worse now that I'm older. Uh, many things 
I could do when I was young. I can't do so easily. I can't can't run. I can't climb steps without uh, getting exhausted after some, uh, and so on. So, uh, in some ways, uh, life has uh, more problems when you're older. On the other hand, one might uh, at least entertain the thought that uh, there are certain types of wisdom which comes more easily with experience, and therefore being older has some advantage in those respects. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you have any religious commitments? No. Why not? Because I've not been able to persuade myself that the epistemology is correct. And as far as the ethics is concerned, I don't think I need religion for my ethics. I wasn't that is to be very person. arrogant, isn't it? Why is it arrogant? It, it makes you the arbiter. Yeah. Who else any can? other people have come to a different conclusion. Don't you pay any attention to them? And they should lead their life as they, as in line with the conclusion they come to. I'm not trying to control their life, and I don't see why they should control mine. You know, the statement or the understanding that you don't need uh, supernatural beliefs um, in order to decide what is the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do, was 
uttered very clearly or explained very clearly by, uh, this is pronounced uh, wrongly in English, Gautam Vuta, V-U-D-D-H-A. The English tend to call it by some peculiar name like Vuta. But Gautam Vuta was the first person to discuss that his, his understanding was that we would never know whether God exists or not. He was an agnostic. And it is no reason why we shouldn't do those things which we think are good things to do. Uh, are no you a Buddhist then? Pardon? Are you a Buddhist? No, but I have Buddha as a, an important uh, figure uh, who's uh, who said very interesting things. I don't have to be a Buddhist to understand that. I don't have to be a Shakespearean in order to enjoy Hamlet. Have you learned how to be happy? I don't know that what, how one can answer that. <laughs> I'm happy when there's cause to be happy. When I discovered that I had cancer, I was unhappy. When I was told I probably am cured of it now, after the treatment, mostly radiation, uh, then I have reason to be happy. I, I don't see any reasonless happiness as something that I'm trying to seek. I'm trying to seek uh, leading a good life. And with that, one expects happiness might come. Can I take things to a pathetic level? You have houses in England and in the United States. Where do you prefer to live? I like living in both places. And depending on the season, depending on what am I doing, depending on what my company is, that is who are the, who are the other people with whom I'm mixing, depending on my job, very importantly. What do you make of academia now? Well, the academia is doing uh, reasonably well. Uh, those who are concerned about the uh, success of the academia had certain uh, duties to perform. And as long as they continue to do it, the academia will prosper as it has over the last 4,000 years. Do you feel woke? Do I feel what? Woke. Not sure I know that word. Is it W-O-K? Yes. What does that mean exactly in this context? Where, where do you stand, for example, on roads must fall? Roads must fall? Yes. I'm sorry, I'm learning a whole new language today. What is a road must fall? <laughs> it's Cecil Rhodes, and it's, it's an objection to the fact that so much of further education is funded on the proceeds of imperialism and slavery. Well, that's to the extent that that is true. That is an unfortunate feature, but I don't think it would be a good description to place the whole of the uh, 
academic uh, um, traditions and educational potential to just slavery and and, and colonialism. Uh, I think a lot of it is pursuit of knowledge, pursuit of truth, uh, and ability to answer questions that occur to us. Do you feel that the academic world has been cheapened by the politics that have overtaken it? Not really. I think the academic world has to. It's, the academic world doesn't exist uh, in a uh, universe of its own. Uh, it has to take note of what's going on around. And as such, there's nothing wrong in the academic world being open to certainly questions and sometimes even concerns um, related to the real world in which we live. Can I bring you right back to the present now? This COVID-19 outbreak, how have you found it? Well, it's affected my life quite badly and prevented me from traveling, uh, preventing me from going to places I would like to go. Uh, for example, I usually go several times to India, which I haven't done over the last year. Uh, I've been stuck in America for more than a year. Uh, I would have liked to have gone to England, and typically also go a bit to Italy. And so it has affected my life. Uh, that's unfortunate. And as we discussed earlier, uh, I teach and I have to do it through Zoom as opposed to in-class teaching. And that's, that's unfortunate. So yeah, uh, uh, the COVID has taken a toll on, on the quality of my life, yes. Do you like Zoom? I don't like Zoom very much. On the other hand, when I'm not able to do certain things by uh, actual encounter, Zoom is an enabler. And while an enabler is never as good as the need not to uh, depend on enabling, uh, it is better than needing enabling and not having the means of doing so. So, yeah, I say... As a means to an end, it is tolerable. Yes. Yeah, to a great extent. Yeah. Can I ask you about the British government's proposal to cut overseas aid, to abandon this target of 0.7% of GDP being allocated in aid? What do you think about that? Well, I think that people have a... Um, have reason to think about think about the lives of people elsewhere, and to the extent any country cuts down its sense of uh, concern about other countries, there's something unfortunate in it. 
and to the extent that the cutting of the aid reflects a kind of withdrawal from other people, uh, there is something sad about it. Sad, but not dangerous. It could be, depends on what the situation is. If it is T-grade, with a uh, fight going on between the Ethiopians and the locals, uh, or it's uh, um, some other hotspot, uh, it could be dangerous. Professor Sen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, there you are. Amartya Sen, one of the world's cleverest people. If you want to know more about his amazing life, he's also finally got around to writing his memoir. It's called Home in the World, and it's coming out soon. Next week, we've got Toby Young, founder of the Free Speech Union. In the meantime, enjoy the summer. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.